This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by Adderall, the classy man's cocaine. This is Real Garbage. What is up, everybody? I am flying solo this episode. Katie couldn't make it, and I just didn't get around to um, lining anyone else up for the podcast. So I figured I'd just take a stab at it myself and see what happens. So I don't need to do the uh, opening banter back and forth because I have no one to banter back and forth to except for myself. And then, you know, it does happen, but I'm not going to do it right now. I uh, had the pleasure of watching a, uh, a great, fantastic piece of trash called uh, Geostorm with Gerard Butler. This movie was made in 2017. It never should have happened. It scored a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, 36% from the viewers. Those scores are even a little high, in my opinion. It got a 5.3 out of 10 on the old IMDb scale. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. If you've seen it, you're going to agree with a lot of things that I say, I hope. And if not, I hope you watch it and come up with your own opinion because it's a, it's a doozy. So let's just jump right into it. So the opening of this movie starts off with a voiceover, which sounds like a, an eight-year-old is performing, but we learn later that it's the 13-year-old daughter of Gerard Butler's character. The voiceover basically explains everything that's happening before this movie, which begs the question, why the fuck didn't they just make that movie? This movie felt like a sequel. It was kind of silly. So they're explaining that all these crazy superstorms are happening around the world, and one man is responsible for building this giant net of satellites that encapsulate the Earth to control the storms, to prevent these giant geostorms from happening. There's tsunamis, there's earthquakes, there's volcanic eruptions, everything. Everything, just natural stuff, but it just keeps getting more and more intense. I guess there's kind of a loose explanation. They don't really, I don't know, they don't really explain it that well, but so we get right into this movie. Um, I... I pay attention to how movies are shot, filmed, and edited, so to speak. And the, we get right into this. He's getting dropped off at the courthouse for a, a court appearance that he's having. No, no real explanation of this either. And they, the cab driver drops him off in front of a telephone pole and a post. And in front of him is a completely open area right in front of the curb. Why... As a director, would you decide to make that the shot? It's obstructed. It looks terrible. This is me being nitpicky, but... So he's sitting in the courtroom, and they're basically telling him, listen, um, you're fired, and we're going to give your job, which is complete control over the... What the hell is this thing called? Ah, something. Boy, I can't remember. It'll come to me later, but they're giving up... They're firing him. He's the guy that built this thing, knows it inside and out. Dutch boy. That's what it's called. They taking it away from him, firing him, giving the job to his brother. And three years goes by. We get the old three years later. And now they're sitting there thinking, well, shit, something's going on. So we need to check it out. And because in the desert, three years later, there's a, a massive flash Ice Age, essentially. People are instantly frozen. 
which begs the question, are these storms just floating around the world all the time? Out of, well, under control, but out of control? Because you can't see that from any of the shots from space. So the people discover, this military team discovers this uh, village of just frozen solid people. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And instantly I'm thinking, it's targeted. Somebody's definitely tampering with this thing because it wouldn't just, it's been working for three years. It's been working fine for three years without Gerard Butler's character in charge of it. So I'm assuming it works. And then all of a sudden just starts glitching. So doesn't really make any sense. So yeah, and it's a 120 degree Fahrenheit desert. And I don't even think you could, I don't even know how you get something to get that cold to freeze people solid. It's just weird. And I, are they? is this Dutch boy preventing all kinds of storms? Is it just cold storms? Is it heat storms? We find out later that it's everything, which is so weird. And is this thing, this thing encapsulates the entire planet. How many man hours went into building this goddamn thing? It's huge. The Earth is 47,075 kilometers around. This thing would have taken hundreds of years to make. It seems, it seems unbelievable that this thing would even be able to be built, let alone do what it's supposed to do. So already this movie's off to an unbelievable start. It's full of some big names, though. Gerard Butler, Andy Garcia, Ed Harris is in this. I don't think they read the script first. They probably just went, hey, need some work? Sure. Seems like an all right movie. They made a mistake. So they want Jake back. That's his name, Jake. I can't remember their last name. So Jake is Gerard Butler. He's got his brother, Max. And they're, so they're having this meeting now with Max, explaining, he's explaining to them that Dutch boy's going off the rails. It's not working, it's malfunctioning, and we need to send one man into space to fix it, and they're sitting there thinking, I got just the man. Why would you pick the guy you fired three years ago? Like, that's a dick move. Hey man, you're fired, thanks for building this thing for us, uh, go fuck yourself, so long, have a nice life in the middle of the desert. And they, why not just send Max? Like, why not send the guy who's been working on the damn thing for three years? It just seems, it seems odd. So, and of course, um, the, the brothers hate each other. Max is angry at Jake. Jake's mad at Max. So, there's going to be some conflict between the brothers. I, it did say, I didn't think the special effects were pretty cool, though. Because we go to China now, and there's a, a gas main rupture. There's fire tornadoes ripping through the street. There, oh, the, I love how the buildings, the buildings fall perfectly like dominoes. Buildings, I don't think they're made to fall that quickly and easily. Like structures these days can survive earthquakes, especially in China. I think they get a bunch of earthquakes all the time. They're made to withstand this kind of stuff, so they wouldn't just fall like that. Oh, and plus, because we're introduced to this character, I can't remember his name, he's the Asian guy that works in China, works on Dutch Boy, he discovers a whole bunch of stuff. He discovers that there's a malfunctioning part of Dutch Boy and there's glitches going on and then he eventually discovers that it's all an inside job. But he's cruising through the streets of, I think he's in Hong Kong. There's like barely any traffic there. From what I've heard and seen on the internet, there's a ton of people in China and there would be people out there driving around and walking around like crazy at this point in time. 
I, even if it's like three in the morning, I'm pretty sure the place is just busy as shit. There's, ugh, excuse me, there's too many people, but he's zigzagging through cars and he's out driving this exploding gas main, which, ugh, oh God, there it is. Thank you. <clears throat> it's, it just wouldn't happen. This movie's just, it's hard to, I can't just suspend my belief in something like this or disbelief or whatever you say. I can't because it's just, I'm being, I have to be critical of it and it's it was just awful. Thank God I didn't have to pay money to see this because people that went to the seat in the theaters are fucking stupid. So at this point, I'm thinking, yeah, somebody's controlling Dutch Boy. Someone's using it as a weapon. And yeah, then we find out that these people bust into this dude's office and they steal all his information on this. Like, would they have shot him if he was still in there? Would they have kidnapped him? I don't know. But it seems like something is up here. So yeah, then we find out 37 minutes in that somebody is controlling it as a weapon. So haha, this is a predictable movie like crazy. And so now they send Jake. So they've they've his brothers convinced him to come back and be the one man to go up into space and fix Dutch Boy and deal with all the issues. So he does. Goes up there and he's got there's a whole team. There's a, a ton of people that I live on this space station that is uh, the control, basically the control unit for Dutch Boy. And they're working, they're pulling in one of the satellites because they try to find out what satellites are malfunctioning and they got to figure out what's going on. So they bring one of the satellites in and this, uh, this giant robot arm is holding the satellite and it just starts malfunctioning like crazy. And I'm assuming the thing is a satellite. I found out later it was, but it didn't doesn't look like a satellite. And like what who's controlling this damn arm? And they do it on purpose. Is there somebody off in the wings in the corner somewhere, literally looking at it, controlling it? Or they just put it into uh, Hey, just push the button that says swing all over the fucking place and try to kill people mode. It just seems really strange. So they have to, these two have to go out. So they find out that when um, Dutch boy first malfunctioned, they ejected some people from, from the, this one hallway. And they, re- they realize that, Oh, the, one of the wall panels, Flew into a giant mesh thing outside, and there's a hard drive in there that we can check out. So, Gerard Butler and this chick hop into some spacesuits and just go for a spacewalk, not tethered in. They're just using their, their rockets on their suit. Isn't this space station orbiting Earth? Like, isn't it flying at however many thousand miles an hour or 100 kilometers an hour or something? And they're just just blasting around, just not a care in the world, no tethers, nothing. I think they should have been they should have been tethered in. And then, of course, as you'd expect, Jake's suit starts to malfunction. So is somebody hacking his suit? They never really explain. Well, they do explain it's one guy, but is he is he watching them do this? Like there's no they don't give us the details of how the villains are fucking with stuff and it drove me nuts because we didn't find out till the last 10 minutes what was going on really and so his suit starts flying around he's holding the door trying to get this hard drive out of it it's throwing him all over the ship he's crashing into shit you're you want a big bulky spacesuit i've never been in one but i would assume that your grip isn't really that good in it you probably like your dexterity's a little bit off he manages to while flying through the air at mach 2 he manages grab the hard drive and pull it out of this door panel and just you know, when they go back inside they're like oh man you lost the door because we lost the information oh shucks 
And then he's looking at the, at his girlfriend. I can't remember her name. And he just goes, look what I found when I was flying through space. He pulls it out. And she's thinking, well, why didn't you tell them? And he's like, well, you know, mm, I think something's up. So he's onto it too, which is great. Chang, that was the guy's name. I wrote it down. Because he's going to meet um, Jake. And they're going to talk about what's going on. And he gets hit with a hit and run. Man, fucking, it was painful to watch. It looked like a really hard shot. And this is where I started thinking that Blondie was in on it. But she wasn't. So my theory on that was wrong. She was seeming really shady at that point, though. And then, so we were out. We're f- I'm just flying through this because I hated this movie so much. 58 minutes into it. This thing is like an hour and 52. 58 minutes into it, the Jake's up on the space station, and I got a real kick out of this. He does this whole coded message to his brother, telling him a story about, oh, Dad and you and I went fishing, and I did this, and blah, 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 and his phone number is the key. How long? So he's using all the numbers and the phone number to pick apart, pick the words in the conversation that they're having. How long did he spend rehearsing that? Did he write it down, practice it, memorize it? Was he reading off a teleprompter? Was he reading off a piece of paper? I didn't see any of those things. Just how smart is Gerard Butler's character in this movie? I guess the guy built a gigantic space satellite system to control the weather. Must be kind of smart, smart, but that just seemed so goddamn complex and overcomplicated and just, it was too silly. But if he figured it out... And then, this is the weird thing, later on, after his brother has figured it out, they get back on their video conference and just start going, yep, someone's behind it all, someone's been playing with it. His whole idea of doing the coded message was to make sure that nobody knew what they were saying to each other. And then they figure it out, and he just up and goes, yeah, yep, yep, you're right, uh, somebody's somebody's using it as a weapon. And uh, so you're right there, you're just giving yourself away. I d- just didn't make sense. <sighs> Oh, the hard drives that they use in this movie look like uh, little tiny pocket vibrators. I thought that was a weird, weird choice. Oh, and at this point, they have said Geostorm three times. And then a minute later, there's a fourth time because they keep showing it on screen. I was keeping track of how many times they said Geostorm in this movie. I think it was nine. Nine times you said the title of the movie. Come on. Why? Oh, 26 minutes to Geostorm. So anyway... They we go to Tokyo next. They found out it's a weapon. The satellite in Tokyo goes down, and there's a hailstorm, a gigantic hailstorm. So this is again where I beg the question, or ask the question, what are there just storms raging just outside of the atmosphere or just inside the atmosphere at all times? There was no. This again is why they should have just made this movie. The, the, the movie bef- before this, the whole explanation of the storms, it would have made more sense to make a movie about that because this just felt like a sequel, which was stupid because there's only been one geostorm. You should have just made the, the discovery of the storms and the discovery of Dutch Boy and the building of Dutch Boy time lapse the fuck out of it. Who cares? That should have been the movie. It would have been more exciting than this. It would have been uh, more interesting. It would have It could have made a better film. And it probably would have scored better than 16%. Because I just thought that was so silly. So yeah, there's a massive hailstorm in in Tokyo. Then we go to Brazil. Brazil gets an instant ice age. Everyone freezes solid as they're running off the off the beach, which I again find like you how cold 
I don't know if anybody can answer this question. How cold does it have to be to freeze a human being instantly? I would think it would need to be like really, really, really cold. <sighs> so they have this plan to, <laughs> to blow up, to use another satellite, to fly it into one of the malfunctioning satellites. It will instantly replace it because I guess that's how they made this. And they do that. They blow it up. It just didn't make sense. Again, I'm like, why? It didn't replace it. It just, you just crashed into it. And then all of a sudden, hour and nine minutes in, the space station's just exploding. No real explanation. We just know that there's a guy uh, who was responsible for it, hit the self-destruct, I guess it was, but it, I kind of thought it was maybe a virus or something. I don't know. They didn't really tell. Then he pulls a gun, pulls a gun on Gerard Butler once he finds out what's going on. And he pulls the most classic bad guy mistake in the book. He sits there explaining to him what's going on and talking and talking and talking. And then, of course, Gerard gets the, the jump on him, gets the gun, and I believe he shoots him. I watched this last week. I can't even remember it. I don't want to remember it because it's just a terrible, terrible movie. So then we find out at the Democratic National Convention that it is Ed Harris. Deck him. He's the evil guy. And his goons. He's got a lot of goons. He's the guy in charge. He wants to control Dutch Boy himself. Which really, if you're a bad guy and you're trying to... Uh, well, he was the vice president. He wanted to become president. He was going to take over Dutch Boy. And then I believe he was going to have... Oh, yeah. He was going to bomb the Democratic National Convention and kill the president in that storm. So he was going to bomb it. He was going to storm it. Because now he has control over Dutch Boy. But it did not work because they got the president out of there. And I loved how the arena that the, the DNC was in blew up like it was full of TNT. It got hit by lightning. I don't know if anyone's ever seen and lightning hit anything. Yeah, it'll burn. It'll burn a tree. It'll burn the inside of a tree. It'll, uh, it'll shell shock a person, maybe even kill them. It's well, probably going to kill you. If it hits a building, it'll do some shit to the building. But it's not going to blow it up like it's full of TNT. So did Deckham plant bombs in there? Did he load the place full of explosives? Were there fuel trucks in the parkade? I don't know. I just wrote down, lightning blows up everything. Oh, and the, oh my god, I already I already think that people can't drive. I hate other drivers. I know I am an other driver to you, but I got a clean driving record. Doesn't matter. Other people can't drive. This scene, lightning starts hitting everywhere, and all of a sudden, nobody can drive. People are crashing into each other. They're driving off of bridges. Just keep going straight. Stop killing yourselves. That's what they're doing. They're just committing suicide. They're driving off the bridges and dying. <clears throat> well, <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So they end up, ah, we're almost at the end of this movie, thank God. This isn't going to be a long episode. <laughs> so the, the girl and Jake and now the president are together in a self-driving taxi cab because those are apparently uh, everywhere in this movie. And... <laughs> Deckham and his goons are prepared for when they're when, when they're coming around the corner, shoots that thing with an RPG straight up, blows it to shit, and, and you're already thinking, okay, they weren't in there, because they were tracking the president, they weren't in there, and of course, they get the jump on them, it's just, the movie was just so fucking predictable, so full of just terrible stuff, but Ed Harris is a psycho in this movie. Dubai gets hit by a tidal wave, which actually looked pretty cool, that would have been pretty wild to see a giant tidal wave coming through the desert. 
And then we back up in the space station, and apparently the self-destruct can't be stopped, like, at all, which seems odd, because if you had a self-destruct in anything, why wouldn't you have a an abort button? Like, you know, just like in Austin Powers, they abort at the last second, he hits their big red switch, and it's aborted. So why would you do that to a space station you created? Like, why would why would Jake do that? Why would he not build some sort of trapdoor into the self-destruct that could stop it? So he ended up, he's like, okay, I'm going to stay because his brother's got to get the fingerprints and the, uh, the eye scan from the president because that is the basically the safety switch for Dutch Boy. So he has to send the signal up to the space station and somebody has to be there to initiate that. So of course you're like, oh, hey, draw, draw Butler's going to stay. The chick stays too. His little girlfriend stays too. Like, which just, you didn't have to. I guess it happened that it was, you know, a good thing because he, like an idiot, forgot. Smartest guy ever. Builds this thing. Does the coded message. There's a, he's looking for the servers in the wrong room once in the movie already. And then he, they lose gravity. He's going back there. He's trying to open that same goddamn door with the code. And it's like, oh, it's not working. Beep, 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 beep. It's not working. And he's just like, oh, God, we're done. We're done for. And then she taps him on the shoulders like, wrong door. Come on. You can't have a character who is this smart in this entire movie be that stupid at the end. It just, it, he wouldn't, he'd, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's the wrong door. Because it's literally just turned around. It's the door behind you. I hated this movie so much. Uh, I wrote down Geostorm. Oh, yeah. No, they said it. Oh, that says, I thought it said no. It says Geostorm times 10. They said the movie title 10 times, which is 10 times too many. You never hear, you know, even Ghostbusters, you hear Ghostbusters, but come on. So they fix it, but their ship's going to blow up anyway. And now... <laughs> The only way out is to, he's like, oh, he's got a Hail Mary. One last Hail Mary. We're going to get on a satellite and fly in, hop in the satellite and fly that through the atmosphere or fly it through space till we get picked up by one of the rescue ships, which is what they do. But the way this, this place is exploding. There are pieces of shrapnel and satellite and ship flying everywhere. And they managed to make their way through that. Again, hurtling through space in orbit. Just, they push off one thing and fly over. He goes, oh, you're going to come this way. Follow me. He flies through a bunch of falling debris. It completely closes up where she's supposed to go. And she somehow gets through as well. Just, you know, totally believable. And then they get rescued by the people that run the rescue ship. What, what, how long do these ships take to get back into, in, down into orbit or out of orbit into the atmosphere? I figured they all would have landed by now. And did they just like, oh, wait, hold on, turn around. We're just going through fucking retro burn here. I don't think that's the right word. I don't know my space stuff. So, of course, they get rescued. And then it's six months later. Everything is good. He's back on his job. The voiceover was his daughter. This movie was terrible. <sighs> Katie should have been here for this. Would have been. <laughs> we could have ranted a lot more, but I ranted as much as I want to. 23 minutes is enough for me. I give this movie one exploding satellite out of 20. It is a neat idea. It's a cool idea. I think that with global warming, 
and the earth going just crazy and haywire and being on fire and Amazon burning to the ground and all that, that, yeah, our storms are going to get wilder. They already are. That hurricane just hit the Bahamas. It's fucking insane. We had wildfires burn every single year for the last couple of years here and down south even more. It could it could happen, but they could have just... The, the writing could have been better. The, sh- the shooting was okay most of the time. The realism was just not there. It was unbelievable. I think that's what made me the most angry with this movie. But anyway, that's my rant for the day. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. This is Real Garbage. 